Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigley and Murata. Social Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, every day at 9 o'clock, we bring you Social Studies. Jared Carlin thinks up inane, mediocre questions. He puts them online. They're predictable and stupid, but you make the magic out there in the listening audience. Here to take us through it. Was that too rough on him, Sarah? Maybe a little bit, but also not incorrect. And then Sarah comes in and that saves is, the segment. Does it, does it carry the ring of truth? That's all I want to know. Um, uh, yeah. Take, yes. it, <laughs> yes. Take it away, Sarah. It does. Hi, everyone. Welcome into Social Studies. We are on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, we're a really fun account. You should follow us if you haven't already. And like Bick said, that is where all of our questions go every single day. So let's start with the, the Phoenix Suns. They're in a rough patch right now, as we have well established on this show. When Devin Booker was healthy, we often bemoaned the lack of reliable second scorers, you know, consistently night in and night out. But now without Devin Booker, that issue really is front and center for the Suns right now. So of these four options, guys, who has been most disappointing for the Suns this season? DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Mikkel Bridges, or Landry Shaman? Oh, wow. That's a hard question. Who's been most disappointing? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bummed that Chris Paul's not playing at a higher level, and I think some of that was the injury and his age now and trying to get back into shape. But I said, to answer your question, Sarah, I, I'm a little probably most disappointed that Mikkel Bridges is has been unable to really help his team more in this series of games without Devin Booker, without Cam Johnson, to kind of keep this thing more afloat than it's been kept afloat. I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, respect that answer, but I'm going to kind of echo what a listener has pointed out to us that Mikael Bridges played 100 college games and averaged 11 points per game. The idea that he would suddenly jump to a 17 to 20 point per game score is based on what? Yeah, exactly. no, it's ex- right. it was an hopes excellent and hopes and dreams, an excellent yeah. tweet yeah. on yeah. behalf of that right. listener. And, and so I'm just gonna say who. I feel the most disappointment, DeAndre Ayton. And and even though I'm going to get the DA stands lashing out, oh, it's always DA's fault. What ground do the DA stands have to stand on, though, right <laughs> yeah. now? Right? Like, they've got to be a little disappointed, too. What grounds do they have to stand on? Yeah. Right to stand on, right, but exactly. To be fair, though, we're answering a specific question. The reality yeah, is it's an, all of their fault. The Suns have a very, very young fan base. It's part of their charm and their magic and their bright future. It's also, in some places, a very immature fan base, a fan base that has to take glee in ridiculing other players around the league, whether it's Don. Donovan Mitchell or Giannis or Jimmy Butler. I've never Deluca. And never, also, you, I've you never understood that. that. And also, Dan, let's define disappointment. We're disappointed because we had high expectations for Da. Right. Because we thought so much of him. Because he got max money. That's why we're disappointed. Yes. Yeah, indeed. I'm di- well I'm said. Di- I'm disappointed in everybody. All well, of you. Every last one of you. <laughs> the problems of you people. <laughs> I'm not mad. Dis- you all disappoint me. <laughs> oh, is that a crushing? Oh, gosh. Man, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. the ultimate dad card. Oh, my goodness. No kidding. Uh-huh. You were getting that from I'm Jackie also- the Jet? Oh, yeah. He said, I'm not mad. I'm also disappointed. But I'm also mad. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's go crush a buffet, son. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, right. Uh, 44% of our voters are mad. 
and disappointed in Chris Paul. 44%, 37% voted for DA. 14% said Mikkel Bridges, only 5% for Landry Shamit because, as you just pointed out, Jarrett, there have to be expectations in the first place. Uh, J-Rod Cards says, this is tough to answer. DA, to quote a famous coach, he is who we thought he is. Only now he's got max money. Chris Paul, however, has deteriorated over the course of two games against Dallas and has not recovered since then. Uh, Cody also says it's CP3 because of the level he was at as recently as last season. DA by a mile says Big Panda. Dude is softer than fill in the blank. I will not be reading the rest of that. (laughs) Softer than baby blank. Could you say that much? Sure. Well, you just did. Let's get to our next question. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 71 points against the Chicago Bulls in overtime on Monday. Although, as you pointed out, uh, Dan Bickley, that what was it? 13 points need to be shaved off of that? 15, actually, right? 15? Well, because 13 in overtime and then the bucket to get there. Oh, right, sure. That's okay. right. So 15, 15 off the total. Need yeah. to be shaved off of that performance. Uh, he did not make our top four, but we've got four great scorers here. And we're asking, who is the greatest pure scorer of our generation in the NBA? Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, or LeBron James? We're just asking for a pure scorer, not the best overall player. <clears throat> Again, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'd go Durant, too. Pure shooter is Curry, obviously. Yeah, the, but this, the bucket pure getter? The bucket getter is Kevin Durant. Durant. Mm-mm. Durant? got 30% of the vote, but 58% went to Steph Curry. 6% say James Harden, just below 6% voted for LeBron James. Uh, the Dark Shaman wrote, all Steph does is shoot from distance. He ruined the game. <laughs> Durant can shoot from anywhere on the court and he won't get blocked. Did Steph Curry ruin the game of basketball? Steph Curry... Steph Curry inspired a generation of undersized point guards. I ruined the game. <laughs> Can't say the greatest to ever do you tell it. Me, you tell me 35-foot jump could, shots aren't cool? Right. I think they're breathtaking. Best shooter the game's ever go seen. In. They're breathtaking from Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Not so right. much from True. me on the... Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Okay, so we're, we're all placing a vote for Kevin Durant here. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. And let's quickly squeeze in this last question. At the very start of the show, we were talking about all of the rules changes that are coming to Major League Baseball next spring, which really is not that far away, guys. What is it? Six Six weeks weeks until spring training? Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe that. I'm, I'm... Mentally, I'm still in 2019. Like, how are we at 2023? Start that. Crazy. Okay. Uh, By the way, Jarrett seemed very disappointed that there won't actually be real robot umps out there. (laughs) Zip, zap, zoop. Bleep, blorp. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. (laughs) We're asking, guys, in all of sports, what is one major rule that you would want to implement or a rule that you would like to change? And why? Huh. I would like more clarity, especially after watching college football this past weekend, on the targeting rule. 
Okay. Like, it is all over the map. And sometimes I think at the end of the day, officials or guys in the booth that ultimately make the call are, are, are just guessing. Nobody knows what the hell targeting is anymore. And it seems like the officials do. Uh, don't don't as well, and I, I'd like to see that rule get. I'm not saying take it out, but mm-hmm. can we get some more clarity and make it a whole lot more uh, defined and at the end of the day better? I could go on for days, and what I would like to see rules changes like uh, I would like NBA coaches to have less timeouts, not more. I would like NBA players to be forbidden to take their mouth guards out and oh. chew on them in public. <laughs> That's the Steph, Steph Curry rule. That's the Steph Curry yeah, that rule. That is gross. <laughs> yeah, I, but but most of all, I've been I've been a big time proponent of keeping batters in the batter box and keeping pitchers on the pitcher's mound and keep the game moving. And it's hopefully going to happen. We don't got all day, people. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Horatio Lavas says MLB salary cap or shared revenue. He wants to see that major change in Major League Baseball. Corpse Shasta wants to see relegation and promotion in the four major U.S. sports. Gosh, I can't even imagine the chaos that that would bring. Uh, Jarrett, you'll like this one from AZ Kid. The NBA commissioner has to be a real person, not a museum artifact. A living person. A real living person. <laughs> Coke Kane Bear, three words there, says no more slow motion replay for replays. The referee gets to watch the play three times in real speed and make the call from there. I'll counter that even further. No more slow motion replays. Every replay must be done in triple speed. Sped up. Yes. That's right. And finally, Brian says in basketball, if a player flops to get a foul, they have to wear a pink tutu the rest of the game. Okay. Pretty cute. Yeah. Those would match some of those Miami Heat uniforms. That's true. That would coordinate (laughs) quite well. (laughs) Define those wastes. Snatched. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, guys. That is Social Studies. We do it every day. On the other side, one of our favorite weekly guests, the one, the only, Mark Schlereth, joining us next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Yeah, we say it all the time. Very few people deliver on a weekly basis more than our next guest, Fox analyst from 104.3, the fan in Denver, the one, the only, Mark Schlereth. What up, Mark? How are you guys, man? Always a pleasure to to get to hang out with you guys for a few. We appreciate that. All right, let's start with the with the chilling, sobering development this week, the DeMar Hamlin injury. You've seen a lot. You've been through a lot. How did it affect you? What what what, what are your takeaways from what we all kind of experienced on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, obviously, exceptionally tough, and I think as a football player or a former football player, um, you know that you put yourself in harm's way, and you know the, you know, you know that the the reality is there's going to be a hundred percent chance of being hurt as an NFL football player, and and you deal with that, and you also understand that. Um, and you also understand just the severity of the collisions and everything else, and um, you understand that that you know you're going out there and you're risking your life. You truly are, um, 
not that you ever expect it, you know, because at 23, 24, 25, you feel like you're somewhat bulletproof, but you all, you also understand, um, the severity of some of the collisions and what you're doing to yourself and you willingly do it. And, you know, I mean, it's, there's no secret, uh, you know, one of the ways I, I, I made a name for myself is playing injured and playing hurt, um, and going through those things. And, you know, it's a, there's a certain badge of honor, but I don't think anybody could have expected that, you know, anybody could have expected what went down and, um, and obviously, um, going into cardiac arrest on a football field and, and having to be revived there and to see exactly what that was all about. And I think, you know, there's a lot that's been made of that and, and, um, and rightfully so, and we've talked about it. And you know, people get pissed off at the NFL. They should have canceled the game immediately. And I, at what point do you ever make a decision um, that isn't better if you take some time to see what all the facts are? And you know, I, I don't blame the NFL for waiting and seeing what's going on and, and getting the information first and foremost, because I'm sure they didn't have it um, up to the date at the minute. And so I think they did a great job with the way they handled that situation and and. Frankly, there's probably no better place in the world to have a, a an event like that, a cardiac event. He didn't have treatment in minutes; he had it in seconds. Yep. And um, and and that's probably what it inevitably we hope will will save his life. But uh, just frightening. It, it really is frightening. And you know, even though you go through it and you understand it. Um, it's what you've worked your whole life to be. And, you know, to coin a phrase from, uh, or coin a, a line from one of my favorite 80s bands, The Alarm, uh, football's been the lifeblood that courses through my veins. And it is for every guy that's ever played that, uh, you know, that the, you, you know where you're putting yourself in and, 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 you know, the consequences, the potential consequences. And, and you willingly take one step and put it in front of another because it's something you love and something you want to do. Yeah, Mark, I, I I totally agree, by the way, with the way the NFL handled this thing. And I know some people are up in arms about it because they just love to pick on Roger Goodell. I mean, even if it took feedback from the Bills players and coaches on the sidelines to ultimately get to their decision, that's all part of the process that they were trying to, you know, make it make make the best decision possible in, in that moment. And it, yeah, it took a, it took a few extra minutes to get there. And now life has to go on and Dan and I can speculate what it's like for the players but you having played the game I mean put yourself in their position I mean they play the forget the when is the Bengals game going to be played if it's played at all but they they got to play the Patriots in five days it just broke uh, about an hour ago they're just going to walk through today and have a team meeting no media availability so it's it's already uh from a work standpoint in terms of game prep, it's already it's already a bit out of whack, and mentally, obviously, it's out of whack. How do you read the situation for the Bills going forward now, Mark? Yeah, I mean that's obviously you're going to have to deal with that, and it's uh, you know part of part of life in the NFL, I suppose, and and you know just life in general. Um, and you know there is that aspect of of I think oftentimes we see the money guys make and and we see the fame and the celebrity that goes with it, and we tend to to forget that guys are human and um and you know have human emotions and there is that connection that you have with all the guys that you play with there there is that love and that respect and to be a good team like the bills are there is that unselfishness with which you have to play, and so that's that's a 
a, a really tough thing to have to overcome. The other thing is you understand um, that that's what you do for a living, and you are a professional. And um, and the best way you can honor your your friend and your brother and your teammate is to go out there and, and play your ass off for him because um, that's what he would do. And so I, I think there is that aspect. You know, when my mom um, was in the hospital dying last year um, in October, uh, my wife called me on Saturday before I was calling a Pittsburgh game, and she said, you need to leave right now because your mom might not make it. And my thought process was this, is my mom would be pissed at me if I walked away from my teammates on my Fox broadcast to fly up to Alaska to say goodbye. And I go, you know, that's, I know how my mom would react to that. And so I said, I'm going to call this game that I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to trust that she's still going to be alive so I could say goodbye to her. But I, I think you have a perspective when you do what you do for a living and and you understand um the sacrifices that we've all made it's a way to go out and honor your teammate and um and you know that's that's hard but it's real and i i just think that that's you know what the buffalo bills will do because i think they're made of that kind of fabric and that kind of character yeah we saw the way the colts rallied around chuck pagano there's a lot of stories like that that i think speak to that uh the issue of the number one seed in the afc it's a big deal because only one team gets a first round by what is the equitable way is winning percentage an equitable way to determine who deserves that whether it's the bengals bills or chiefs yeah, there's probably no equitable way, but, um, you know, one thing we've learned over the course of the last couple of years in regards to uh, COVID is how to be flexible. And, you know, this is goes this goes back to what we've all told our kids as our kids were growing up. Hey, life ain't fair. Get used to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think what you'll end up doing is saying, hey, um, you know, the Bills and the Bengals are going to have one less game. We're going to go to win percentage things, and then we're going to figure out other tiebreakers, and we're going to determine, you know, who's the number one seed, and you guys are going to have to deal with it. And um, and I think that's just part of it. And so, anyhow, is it fair? Probably not. But, um, you know, then is it fair to, to push the playoffs back and take away the bye week between the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff? I, you know, my, my thought process is, None of that is fair. So uh, right. I ultimately don't feel like they're going to play that game. I think that game is is going to go off the books, and you're going to have one less game than everybody else, and um, that's just going to be the way it is. Yeah, let's pivot to the NFC real quick. Purely football question in that conference, uh, Mark. Uh, who's Who right now, as we head to Week 18, the Eagles are kind of tripping in a little bit, and 49ers obviously are, are winning, but they're, they 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 got a rookie quarterback. Who's who's the team right now, or who's the team to beat in the NFC? Mm. Good question, yeah, right? I think that, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great question. I think the uh, obviously I think that um, that Philly, Jalen Hurts, and Philly you know, are probably the team to beat. But, you know, I mean, the fact that your quarterback hasn't played in the last few weeks and you've dropped some games and, you know, you're not going into the playoffs kind of on point, and then you're, if you do get the number one seed, you're going to get a weekend off, like that's not necessarily a great thing for Philadelphia. Um, and I, I really, truly believe that nobody wants to play San Francisco because I think they are an 
I mean, they're a bully, an absolute bully. They dominate both lines of scrimmage, and they're not saying to their quarterback, go out and win us football games. It's not Tom Brady in Tampa. They're not saying that. They're saying, hey, man, we're going to support you. We're going to run the ball. We're going to set up the play action. We're going to create some explosives for you. Um, we're going to play some old-school football, and we're going to be good enough to win, and they've proven that. He hasn't lost a game since he's become the starter, even though last week against the Raiders it was a close one. But uh, the bottom line is I think that the Niners are probably the team that no Nobody really wants to face, but I still would. I still would give the nod to Philly with a healthy Jalen Hurts. It's a good way of looking at it, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. Always look forward to talking to you. We'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good, guys. Be Appreciate well. it, brother. Thanks, brother. Mark Schlereth is from 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Also, obviously, Fox Game Day analyst. Coming up on the other side, a very unique, groundbreaking episode Exciting. of <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Not a mustache. A mustache. Not a mustache. That's next. Arizona say the word mustache. The local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website now, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our poll question before we get into a stunning rendition of mustache. Mm-hmm. Not a mustache. Dan Bickley and Tim Ring in for Vince Murata today. We are asking you both, should the Phoenix Suns make a move for the short term and try to win a championship this year or sit back and focus more on the long term? Short term, make a big move to win right now, or long term, yeah. focus on the future. To me, there's no doubt about it. You, you're, you've got to be an all in this year. Um, if if you've got the ability to to do things, I I don't think uh, you, you don't. Kind of waste, a silly question. Well, you don't you don't waste a year like this with Chris Paul. You all in. Yes. Well, I, otherwise, you're 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 you paid Chris Paul all that money to stay in the Chris Paul window, knowing that the third year of the window probably would be just the price and, of doing business for these two years. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have them here in the window, go for it during the window. Said, yeah. Jarrett, I assume the uh, unspoken premise of the question was basically do you think the Suns even have a shot if they make a move? Uh, no, I, I actually thought it was, the phrasing of it, like should the Suns try to win a championship this year? Yes, of course they should try yes, to win a championship to, there. Yes. Yeah, right. I think there's well, I think more the, that's implied the question there. Is, yeah, do, do you give up Two first round draft picks for a Kyle Kuzma. Would it be because worth then, you're, it, yeah. then you're mortgaging your future. Oh, exactly. the future of the twenty eighth and thirtieth yeah, pick right. the next two years. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I. That's what I would say. There it is. Mortgaging I mean, the future of being able to trade some d- draft player to Indiana in the coming years. <laughs> All Let's right. move on. We placed a vote. 55% of our voters say, yeah, make a move to win now. 45% say don't. They say focus on the future. Focus on the future. See, there these timelines. No these timelines. Time these time people, Trust there the is no future. That, these are the people that think, like, hang on to your 28th pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. Hang on to Josh Jackson. Oh, boy. Trust the process, the timeline. Josh Jackson, I mean, you're talking about hang on to Tyler Ennis and Ty Jerome. You two are avoiding the special. Low. You two are avoiding the special edition of mustache. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mustache too much. Well, we got to do it right now then. Oh, mustache. Not a mustache. Oh, mustache. Oh, mustache. Oh, mustache. Big mustache. Thick mustache. My mustache. Your mustache. Say the word. The word mustache. Oh, mustache. Oh, mustache. Now we both have 
nation has taken over much of the country. All right, it is that time of week. It's actually a day late, but we've been doing it on Wednesday because of the wacky schedules the last few weeks. For America's fastest growing facial hair related quiz sensation, mustache. Not a mustache. Not a mustache. Hurry up, Jared. And today, I will be presenting a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song to Tim Ring, filling in for Vince Murata, and a very special performer, a very special guest, making her grand return to the show, and I believe only the second time you've ever played. Yes. Sarah Cazell will yes. be competing. So it's Sarah versus Tim Sarah Ring today versus for something Tim. completely different. A worthy foe. You have to tell me whether the person talking or sitting has a mustache or does not have a mustache. You get a bonus point if you correctly identify the person. Today's topic, because the college football national championship game will be featuring the Georgia Bulldogs versus the TCU Horned Frogs. Ooh. It's all things dogs and frogs. Dogs and frogs, baby. All right. All right, let's get it rolling, Jared. Ladies first. TikTok. Ladies first. Sarah, we always begin with some music. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. You're going to do fantastic. And you're going to start with this. Who let the dogs Okay. Uh, do I have to name the people in the Baja Men? No, just the band. Okay, the Baja Men. And, oof. Mm, yes, mustache. That is correct. Oh, Two points for oh, Baja Men with the mustache on the board. Woo. And that brings us right to my good friend here, Tim Ring, with your first clue. All right. Making that face because I don't know who sings "Joy to the World." Oh come on, you're an old man. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you should know. I, I know a lot of things. I don't. I don't, don't know this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the I, smallest I know, of I, hints. I, the I smallest have, of hints. It is a double whammy clue. What? <gasps> oh, a double whammy. Oh. I don't know. Okay, well, you can at least guess mustache or not a mustache. Uh, not a mustache. <laughs> that is incorrect. It is three dog night. And it is with a mustache. And I had the Big Chill soundtrack when I was in high school. But still, well, though, still did not know that was Three Dog right. Night. You have to re-examine <laughs> your Clue number two to Sarah. Look at your album covers when we get home. Sarah. Yes. And it's very, 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 very difficult for me, you know, once a dog is, say, below 10 pounds, to, to call it a dog. I mean, it may technically be on the scientific scale a dog. <laughs> That is the late Mike Leach. No mustache. <laughs> that is correct. Oh. And you're off to a commanding 4 nothing lead. Wow. Tim, can you catch up? Probably not. Catch up. What's my favorite Patrick Mahomes moment? Probably uh, when he comes in uh, in the huddle and he sounds like a frog. That's probably my favorite moment. Zero, zero right. Zero right. Uh. Yeah, Kermit the Frog sounds just like that. I I can't do that no more because he ain't, look, he ain't going to throw me the ball no more. Okay, I have no idea which receiver that is. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Very good. Wow. And I'll say, oh Christ. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to go with the mustache. There you go, okay. Tyreek Hill <laughs> mustache. That's from Super Bowl available media day from a few years there back. There we go. Okay. All right, you're on the board. I'm two back points. into it, baby. Very strong. He's back. All right. 
With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being me, but I somehow, someway keep coming up with funky ass hits like every single day. May I? Yes! Snoop Doggy Dog! Uh, yes, mustache? Yes. Snoop Doggy Dog with a mustache. Oh, you got gosh. it. She's on fire. Let's go. All right. I'm ready. I don't cry when my dog runs away. I don't get angry at the bills I have to pay. I don't get angry when my mom smokes me. Hits the bottle and goes right to the room. Hit and fight and it's all the same. Living with Louis Dog's the only way to stay sane. Let the loving, let the loving come back to me. I don't know who this is. That bare naked ladies? No, I have no idea who that is. Mustache, not a mustache. Uh, not a mustache. That is correct. Okay, that is sublime, 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 sublime. Where were sublime. you in the mid to early nineties <laughs> that you didn't hear that song? <laughs> I was in my thousand play- times. I was in my playbook. Yeah. yeah, I was in my playbook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Sarah. Did you forget my name? No, I, I'm, I have trouble with this. I always say Vince and Dan. Dan, Vince, yeah. Dan. Sarah. Yes. Why is your coat so big? So, good news. I saw a dog today. Have you seen a dog? You probably have. How was school? Was it fun? Did you get a lot of homework? Huh? Do you have any friends? Do you have a best friend? Okay, that is Will Ferrell. No mustache. Is he Buddy the Elf there? That is correct. That, that is, is Buddy, right? Will Ferrell from Elf. Yes. And you are crushing it. Wow. A perfect score so She's far. She's getting all the easy ones. Well, that might be true. Here's an easy true. one for you then, Tim. On a dog and frog themed edition. <laughs> okay. You know what, Jordan Vito? How about Havel check? How about Havel check? <laughs> Chris Russo, not a mustache. There you go. The I'm mad dog right, himself. Tim, there we go. There's a dignity play for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the win here, Sarah. Yes. And we're looking for the person. Okay. The, the person. voice. The voice. Okay. Not the character. Ooh, okay. It's not easy being green. Having to spend each day the color of the leaves. (laughs) Okay, so that's Kermit the Frog, but the person as the voice has to be Patrick Mahomes, right? No. No. This is no trick. It's not a trick. That was a trick. You're allowed to look. Okay. No, I don't know who the voice of Kermit the Frog is. You don't have to, but does Kermit the Frog have a mustache or not, I guess is what he's asking. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's not Kermit the Frog. It is Kermit the Frog, but I was asking who does the voice. Can I steal? Who the heck would know that? Everybody knows it. It's Jim Henson. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like the creator of the Yeah, I thought he was the creator. I didn't know he did the voices too. Well, I'm glad. He did. He did the voice of Kermit, Ralph the Dog. Everybody spends their life in cartoon land, Jarrett. I would have gotten that. You would have. Well, Tim, yes. I'm sorry well, it wasn't your, your clue. First. Yes. You would have gotten one point. That's yes. cool. <laughs> no, because he had a mustache and a beard. He did have a beard. That's why I chose him instead of Kermit, because Kermit frogs I, don't have facial I have hair. no idea what this man looks like. You don't know who Jim Henson is? Don't... I said what he looks like. Oh, okay. He looks like a guy with a beard. Oh, okay. That clears <laughs> like, it up. Let's he looks Google like a white it. man with a beard, yes. Yeah. I thought well, this was a good idea. It is a good oh, idea. He kind of looks like my dad. Jim Henson bit. looks like your dad? and A little bit. Maybe it's just the beard. That's Does Kermit Frog look like anybody in your family? Like my younger brother, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tim. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. 
Okay, now that's an easy one. Uh, that is Elvis Aaron Presley, not a mustache. That is correct. Middle name. Yeah, about that. Okay. Unfortunately, you still lost eight to seven to Sarah Cazell. And I'm very gracious in defeat. Very good. That's, that's way to be. That was very a very competitive match. You need to check out the works of Sublime. Very chill. Very and three cool. dog night. And three, three dog, dog night. night. And <laughs> see, I, 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 I run the spectrum from things from 50 years ago to things to 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> The <laughs> only three dog night song I know is one is the loneliest number. Oh, congratulations, Ruthless, on your rousing <laughs> yes. victory. So you mustache. are. Mustache. Not a mustache. Not, Not a mustache. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll wrap up today's show off the grid. Coming up next, Tim Ring in for Vinny. I'm Dan Bickley. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train going anywhere Alright, if you're waiting for the accompanying music, there really isn't any. This is the isolated vocal tracks of Journeys Don't Stop Believing. It made its kind of way through social media recently. Quite a treat to hear Steve Perry like that, huh? A singer in a smoky room Flawless voice A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night That's an amazing tool I've seen so much great stuff in these isolated vocal tracks It's unbelievable Why don't you ever sound like that? I, I will. My this week's Cardinal song will be just my vocals, no music behind it I love it Acapella Oh great You be careful Have you heard of Well first of all the, the remarkable voice of Steve Perry. He can't sing like that anymore, and we're all the worse for it. He can't sing like that anymore. He looks just like the brunette from Three's Company, too. In this <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. So when Journey had to find a, a sound-alike, they had a competition on YouTube. They found a homeless kid in the Philippines to sing, because yeah. that's how hard, oh, yeah. that's how hard oh, yeah. it was to find somebody yeah. to sing like Steve I've, Perry. Yeah. He does a pretty good job. He does a real good job. Arnel Pignot is yeah. his name. Yeah, but he's not Steve Perry. Nobody is. Uh Here's the thing that I've also heard about Journey, by the way. Their guitar player, Neil Sean, I cannot believe this. He has not missed a single gig in 50 years of touring. Not one gig has he missed. From the Kell Bridges of music. That's, used to be thank so you. Many. That's a great, great analogy. It's a good comp. Why did there used to be so many good Neils in music? <laughs> so many Neils. Neil Young, Neil Pert, Neil, Neil Diamond, Neil Sedaka. Oh, well... Yeah. No, there's hardly any Neils. Anyway, that's, that's today's really song of the day. That's a really weird question. That's yeah. today's song the of the really day. Weird guy. Don't Bickley stop. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. 
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or SweetJames.com. I got to just, I forgot to uh, do these throughout the show. So I want to tell you that Christmas through New Year's Day is the lowest week of the year for blood donation. Oh, wow. And January is the highest blood usage month of the year for patients. Please consider making a blood donation on Sunday, January 8th at Vitalant Saving Arizona Blood Drive. Schedule your appointment now at Vitalant.org slash Save Arizona. And if you have any thoughts on anything, text us on the FanDuel text line, 62620, right now. Yeah. And do it three times because I was supposed to read that three times. By the way, you can find find Eddie Van Halen's isolated guitar on Panama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is unbelievable. There's some great ones with Marvin Gaye's uh, vocals and stuff that show, like, how unbelievable these guys are. How many decades did it take you guys to realize it was Panama and not Cannonball? <laughs> well, they were alive. They were around when it first came out, yeah. so they didn't need to. We used to watch, we used to watch yeah. this. Get uh-huh. this music videos to Panama on MTV. I know, kooky, crazy MTV. stuff. I MTV. they did dating shows. They <laughs> did reality shows. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I'm gonna bring up something I brought up at the very beginning of the show that kind of stopped me in my track. In the month of December, Major League Baseball watched ten different umpires retire from the sport to which we all say good, good. <laughs> right that's a lot seven crew chiefs if you want names yeah anybody of note that Tom you know? Hallian who's been on the field for seven no hitters Ted Barrett David Cohn's perfect game Jerry Meals Greg Gibson who uh, was behind the blade for Randy Johnson's perfect game Jim Reynolds Bill Welkie and Sam Holbrook. There's some fine umpires in that group, yes. by the way. Are there? Yeah, Jim Reynolds is a good umpire. Okay. What do you think about those umpires? Text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line, 620-620 right now. <laughs> That's number two. There you go. Can you what get do, it in one more time, Ferret? Two minutes left. All right, so so a lot of people are wondering, is this is this because they know what's coming in Major League Baseball? That the Jarrett Carlin zip-zop-zoop robot is going to be working at home plate? Don't we think, though, that... They're not, like, even if they implement the robot umpires, they're still going to have the other umpires, right? Well, they'll still At least have, to call out and safe no, at no, home. No, they will still have a home plate umpire because there are going to be plays at the plate. Yeah, right. the robot can't do those, Jared. Come yeah. on. Right. It's well. just balls and strikes, baby. Okay, baby. <laughs> but but what? <laughs> baby. What, baby. what the fa- strikes, baby. But 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 you but you best believe that when they have technology umpiring home plate, I don't think home plate umpires are going to be compensated Which, in the same way. Yeah, they they do have that technology. It just would take longer. It wouldn't be instantaneous. But if they could do it like in in tennis, you know, where they could say if a ball is. You know, in and out by a millimeter. But remember, they can tell whether a guy's foot hits the plate but before. This is, but uh, again, and I'm glad you brought it up because the reason why the idea is genius because in tennis you've got a sport full of what used to be petulant brats, right? And we know how many uh, uh, hissy fits and tantrums have been laid at the lines of lines people and judges and all that stuff. That system, that Hawkeye system, came into tennis and there's nothing to argue with. You well, wonder. There's nothing to argue with. What would John McEnroe's the, career right. have been? If exactly. he came up nowadays. Exactly. Also, so when, so when there's going to be nothing to argue with on a baseball field. It's going to change everything, well, already, in my opinion, for the better. Umpires being, I mean, uh, managers being thrown out is, is way down from what it used to be. Because you can't argue balls and strikes anymore. Well, it's preposterous, given the competitive nature of any sport, that there are different strike zones for 
different umpires. That's ridiculous. Preposterous, I tell you. Is it preposterous? Yes. Is it ridiculous? It's egregious? <laughs> Text us your thoughts on the fail little text line 62620 right now. It's ludicrous? <laughs> wow. Way to go, Jarrett. Way to get that in. Jared, what else did you forget today? That's it. We got, well, you what's got today? Everything? Wednesday? No, we got everything. Yeah. We did character counts yesterday. Beautiful. So you got through Four everything. Four hours today. We did it. We did it, we did sure it between that, all of us. We have, we have now officially 75% of the normal show, so things are working a lot smoother. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim is the the great villain, the sixth man don't, of the year. Don't now, if we can only beat. get Lauren back running the board. We'll oh! be in good. <laughs> we could go seventy five percent the other way. <laughs> All right, on behalf of Catherine Fitzgerald from the Buffalo News, who joined us, on behalf of Al McCoy, legendary voice of the Suns, who joined us, on behalf of Mark Schlereth, who joined us, on behalf of Tim Ring, who got his backside handed to him and mustache not. I lost my wife. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Sarah and Jared, I'm Dan. Bickley, Luke and Wolf are next. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports. It was one point!